Acts chapter 20. And let's pray. Lord, we thank you that today you speak to us by your word, by your spirit. Lord, that you encourage, that you exhort each person. And Lord, we purpose today that we'll not be just hearers only, but we'll be doers of the word. And then we'll be recipients of all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 20. Let's start in verse uh, 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God. You know, one of the biggest things that church is, um, you know, just on on a regular basis is that the most important thing is that they be fed. And so he says here, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone day and night with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I love that verse. He says, I commend you, or another word for that is commit. So I commit you to God and to the word of his grace. What about this word? It's able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Who in here is sanctified today? That just means that you're set apart. I'm set apart. But don't you notice here, he says that we have an inheritance. An inheritance among them which are sanctified. How many are taking advantage today of their inheritance? You know, a lot of people are interested in, in an inheritance. You know, it's funny to see how families can, can fight before even the, the person has deceased. And, and they're fighting for money that's going to be theirs or, or possibly be theirs. Amen. I've, I've seen this before with families. And so in inheritance, the Lord has provided an inheritance to us. But see, you know, even if you have an inheritance, you need to know what the terms are. You need to know the terms of the document and know what's going on, what's, what, what you are entitled to. And, you know, my experience is that people get really interested and, and they get really interested in knowing what the terms are of the document. What's the terms? How do I get my part? Amen. <laughs> But even as a believer, we can have, we have an inheritance in Christ Jesus, but people don't know the document. They don't know what's written in the fine print. In fact, th- I mean, this, this really was hitting me yesterday, and, and I just, my heart goes out to people and, and to people in the church and people in the church uh, world and church universal. Because many people and many believers are living like beggars. 
They're, they're begging to be healed. Oh, God, just, just heal me, please. Lord, I'll do better. Lord, I'll... Now, it's good to do better. But people are, are begging, God, please, please just meet my need. Please just do that. But God never called us to be a beggar. In fact, I heard a phrase a minister said one time. The Lord gave him. Believers are not beggars, and beggars aren't believing. Say this, I'm not a beggar. I'm a son and daughter of God. See, God's already made provision for every need that we have. But, I, but we have to look at the documents. We have to study the Word of God. We have to study what He's already done. This is actually His last will and testament. And it's important what the, the last things that someone says. It's important with the last things that they declared. You know, people want to know. They may not have cared about their life as much, but they want to know what's the last thing they left me. <laughs> what's in the last thing that they said with my name in it? Amen. <laughs> so one of the things we have to study with, with the things of God is know that God's already provided many things for us. In fact, I like to think of it like this. We have to understand the past tense of God's Word. The past tense of God's Word. What does that mean? The Bible says, He hath already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Not going to. He already has. Who hath, the Bible says in Colossians 1.13, that He hath, not going to, He hath delivered us from the authority of darkness. He's already translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. So there's a lot of people, they come to an altar and they want to get delivered from the things that the Bible says we're already delivered. Now, maybe they need the power of God to touch them and, and, and help them, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the Bible says we already are. The Bible says now we are the sons of God. When we all get to heaven... What a day of rejoicing it will be. But right now, I don't have anything. Don't expect much either. That's what a lot of people do when we all get to heaven. So we have to find out what God's already provided. And then number two, walk in the light of that knowledge. Hallelujah. So I want to share this morning for a few minutes about walking in my inheritance. Walking in my inheritance. As we said, people are looking for an inheritance. See, your, your inheritance is, is dependent on the family that you came from. And you know, there's a, there's a saying in the world, it's all about who you know. Well, you know, it is about who you know. In the things of God, who do you know? And I'm not talking about a, a person. I'm talking about, do you know him? Do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Amen. You know, when it, with this church, we, we're not depending on anybody to, to help us except God. You know, we haven't made, I haven't made any special phone calls and said, and, and gave any hints and said, you know what? We sure were a blessing to you. And you could, if you could just be a blessing to us in this time of need. <laughs> you know, we just, it's like, well, we're going to, and we're going to make people aware 
And if you want to be a, a, a part of that, look what the Lord has done and let it be a testimony to, to the Lord. But our inheritance, it's all about who we know. And do we know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we know God? Do we know his plan? And so <clears throat> the Bible says, look over in Psalm 31. It's not just who you know, it's who you know. Do you know him today? Hallelujah. I got friends in high places. Friends in high places. And there was a, actually I heard a minister say this. He said that he had a family member that was about to almost deceased and they're already bickering over everything. And he knew this one family member was actually responsible for it. See, where they're, they're talking, they said, you know, we just, um, it was like an uncle or something. They said, you know, we just want to let you know that, 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 um, that your mom gets everything and, and such and such. And uh, he was the very one that was causing the problem. He said, yeah, I know. He said, I appreciate it. He said, and I, I, I want to let you know that I got inside information. And, and I'm ready. And he was the guy that was causing all the trouble. He said, you do? He said, yeah, I didn't tell him it was inside information inside the Bible. Inside information. And so this guy, you know, he backed down. Here he was. He was going to try to steal everything from the, the inheritance. But anyway, the Lord worked everything out. But as I said earlier, there are things that are laid up for us as believers. Look in, in Psalm 31, verse 19. He says, Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for them that fear thee, which you have wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. I want you to notice from this verse, there's two different positions and stances here. Notice he says, there's goodness which you've laid up and there's goodness that's been wrought. So, who could say with an uplifted hand that God has wrought and worked goodness in your life? If you're born again, then He's worked goodness in your life. If He's healed your body, He's worked goodness. So He's, he's wrought goodness in your life and worked goodness. But then there's a second area. He says, how great is His goodness which He's laid up for them that fear Him. God has some special things laid up for you as well. He has things laid up for you. Amen. It's just like this. If you, <clears throat> I heard a, a minister say this, that he, um, Brother Jerry Savelle, he said that when his grandson was born, he said, um, he said, Mark James, I'm your grandfather. He said, he said, I'm highly blessed and, and highly favored. He said, this is your grandmother. And, and she also is. He said, and I'm going to leave here. I'm going to set up a trust in your name. And he did. He went and set up a trust. He put in money every month till he was 21 years old. That's a good grandfather. Yeah. And um, he did that the second one. The third grandchild by now was probably about four years old when the third one came along. And they went up to this, the little girl and said, get to know this man. He's nice. <laughs> talking talk about, talk about their, their grandpa. <laughs> So, 
So as he's, as he's in the services, he said Mark James is on the front row just glued, you know, and, and, and just watching him. And they said that we've never seen a boy just so good and, and just so attentive. He said that he started hearing his grandpa say things about, so he said, Grandpa, when can I get that? <laughs> he said, when you're 21. He said, oh, Grandpa, that's a long time from now. And then he, 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 he hears him and he said, Grandpa, you know, a couple years later, how much interest is it making? He's like four years old, you know. How much interest is it making? And so as that thing is building and building, how many know that he still is taking care of him? He's still blessing his grandson. You know, he doesn't, he's still a, a blessing to him and loves him and does things. But in addition to that, there's something else, though, that's laid up. That when he's 21, he's going to be able to receive. So there's things that God, he blesses us, but there's things also that's laid up for us. Hallelujah. And we're talking about an inheritance. But what we're not talking about is just everything laid up when I get to heaven. See, too many people, everything is laid up for, you know, when we get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. When I get to see Jesus, you know, and, and that's true. I mean, when we, when we get to heaven, it's going to be amazing. You know, people you sing and talk about casting a wistful eye to Jordan's stormy shores where my possessions do lie. And, and, you know, people talked about the land of Canaan. But, you know, Canaan's land was not, you know, the promised land. That was not heaven. Because we don't have giants in heaven. But how many know there's, there's giants down here and we had to possess the land? We had to possess the land. Our inheritance is not just going to fall on us. Hallelujah. <clears throat> And so a lot of times, and preachers included, they can be the worst, think that God's not interested in the now. But we have an inheritance now. Hallelujah. The Word of God is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. So that's why the Word of God should be first place in our life. The Word has to be first place. Why? Because not my opinions, not my feelings, not my... Um, Hope so's and, and maybe so's and the, just the way I feel today. You may not even feel saved today. You may not even look saved today. Amen. Don't ask your neighbor. Just, just look straight ahead. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Why? Because the word says, I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, which strengthens me. So your inheritance in Christ is not just going to fall on you. You still have to possess it. How many remember the Bible says in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, that they were to send out these spies, one for each tribe. Twelve spies went out to, to look at the land to see if it was the way God said it. Now, we know God doesn't lie. They get over there and they look and they say, it's exactly the way God said it was going to be. A land flowing with milk and honey. But you know, the Lord kind of left out a couple of details though. He never told them that there'd be giants over there. He told them this is your land, but he didn't tell them that there's people living on the land. <laughs> you know, God doesn't tell you everything about it. Just like Pastor LaShawn said, 
she preaches the message, and then Monday morning there's things that giants that show up at the door, figuratively speaking. Why? Because they want to. They want. They may not want to get off the land. Those giants have been there for a long time. It's just like when Jesus cast out devils, and what did those um, demons say in the Gadarenes? Suffer us to stay here and let us go into the swine. Why? Because spirits get used to certain territories. Demons like to stay around certain territories. And, and they, you know, it's, it's, I'm not talking about being super spiritual or, uh, you know, like goofy and stuff. Um, but, you know, there should be a, a certain amount of spiritual perception that each person has. That you can go into a place and you can you, you know what kind of spirits are in a place. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to or reading Brother Hagen talking about going to a to a church one time, and uh, he said that he um, the Lord had uh, well actually this minister had dealt, called him and said, "Would you come to my church?" He said, "No." He said, why? He said, well, he said, unless the Lord specifically dealt with me to do it, I'm not going to do it. He said, why? He said, because people in that town pride themselves on being conservative. He said, but they yield. He said, they have done nothing but yielded to conservative and stingy devils and demons. He said, they would never take care of a man of God. He said, his eyes got real big like, what are you talking? And, and, of course, he went on to say, he said, spirits that are in the world can get in the church if the church lets them. That happened in the book of, of Corinth, you know, the town of Corinth. What happened? You had this, the Bible says this man was cohabiting with his, his stepmother. Probably took, took, you know, took away from his dad and living with her and still in the church and probably still singing in the choir. <laughs> And so that same spirit that's in Corinth got in the church. Well, like he said, those same stingy devils and demons, you know, because people think, well, I'm just conservative. No, you're stingy. And that, that's, not God, that's not God's plan for us. Amen. How come me to get off on that? <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> and so... God never told them that the giants would be there, but he expected them to possess it. And so just because it's God's will for you to have something doesn't mean that you're going to possess it. You still have to go in and possess it. You still have to go in and take it. Well, you know, I just, if, if it's God's will, it's going to happen. Well, that, that might be alleviating your responsibility. You have to go and do something. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Just a couple weeks ago, we preached on neglected opportunities bring regret. I want to look at a Bible exam example about someone who didn't receive the inheritance that was rightfully theirs. I want you to look over in the book of Genesis chapter 25. Something could be laid up for you. But you not, that doesn't mean you're going to take a hold of it. 
that doesn't mean that you're going to walk in it. You remember what Paul told Timothy, until I come back, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and doctrine. Why? Because he said, don't neglect the gift that's within you with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. But you stir up the gift of God that's within you. It wasn't just going to pop to the top, so to speak. Genesis 25, in verse 28, the Bible says, And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage. Give me some of that good tomato soup you got. For I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. I mean, what a bold statement. He goes from saying he's hungry to, okay, you're hungry? Um, I'll give you some of it. Sell me your birthright. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? I mean, I don't think, I've been hungry before, but I don't think if I missed that one meal, I would die. And he says, you know, what's this going to do for me anyway? And Jacob says, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. He despised his birthright. And then I want you to look over in chapter 27. It came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so he could not see. He called Esau his eldest son and said, my son, he said, behold, here am I. And he said, behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison and make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. So this is like one of his, this is like his last supper. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Isaac went to the field to hunt for venison to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak to Esau, thy brother. So here, here the, the mother, you know, she's involved in the whole thing too. Bring me venison and make savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the, Lord, before the Lord, before my death. And he goes out and he brings it. <clears throat> and he says, you know, verse 11 Jacob said to Rebekah's mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. I'm a smooth man. My father will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver. And I shall bring a curse and not a blessing. And she goes on and tells him what to do. And it says, um, verse 18, And he came to his father and said, My father? And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou bade me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Jake, Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? He said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said to Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may fill thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. 
And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. See, he was, the Bible said his eyes were dim. He couldn't see. So he just, after he had tricked him, he put the, this, uh, this skin on his hands and he feels his hands. And he's thinking, now it's the voice of Jacob, but it's the hands of Esau. And he said, are you my son, Esau? And he said, I am. You're lying. <laughs> he said, bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, and my soul may bless thee. He brought it near to him. He did eat it. He brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and said, see, the smell of my son is the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee, Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow to thee. See, this is the, the blessing of the firstborn. Be Lord over your brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone that curses you and blessed be he that blesses you. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat and brought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly. He said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before you came and have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry. And said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. I mean, Jacob, Jacob, his name actually means supplanter, deceiver. Thank God God changed his name after the angel. <laughs> so even if you're a deceiver, God can still bless you. Not for deception, but even, you know, if you repent. And so... And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not, reserve, hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said, Esau, behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for service. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said to his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? I mean, he, he's at the point of, of, of desperation. <laughs> he says, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And he goes on to, to uh, bless him, you know, with, with what he can. But notice what the Bible says. In um, Hebrews chapter 12, talking about this. <clears throat> Hebrews twelve sixteen. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. 
I don't care how good that shepherd's pie is. It's not worth selling it for your birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited, was there an inheritance for Esau? Originally, he was the one to be blessed. He was the one. But, but he was tricked. Jacob um, tricked him. And then um, he says here, for you know that how afterward he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance. No way he could turn it around. No way he could get it changed. Though he sought it carefully with tears. And so he had a neglected opportunity that brought regret. And he missed out on his inheritance. But we don't want to miss out on our inheritance. Hallelujah. You know, if I had no inheritance but the inheriting the kingdom of God, then that would be enough for me. But God also has planned some things down here for us as well. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4 that godliness is profitable, having promise of heaven and heaven only. No, it says having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So God wants us to have promise, not just when we get to heaven, but promise now. Provision now. Just like you, you make provision for your kids. That they would be um, come up in a good, healthy environment, a healthy home. That their needs would be met. Well, the Father God's no less than that. Hallelujah. Over the book of Luke, chapter 15, the Bible tells a story about what we call the prodigal son. And I want to bring out a couple things here. Notice he says in verse 11, he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. You know, one thing that we forget about, the Bible says he divided them. So at this time, the, the elder brother gets his inheritance as well. And the Bible talks about how he went off and he was, he was living with pigs. And he said, hey, you know, he came to himself in verse 17. How many hired servants of my father's have bread? And I'm, I'm perishing with hunger out here. He says, I'm going to go back to my father and just see if he'll do, you know, do something for me. And he goes back. And it says, bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, and bring hither the, the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and found. And they began to be merry. They began to be happy and rejoice. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says there's more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents than over 99 that don't need repentance. But look at verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field, and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing. <laughs> there was a barbecue going on. Who likes a good barbecue? And he called one of the servants and asked him what these things meant. He said to him, Thy brother has come, and thy father has killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he talking about the older brother, was angry. 
and would not go in. Well, see, he's out there pouting about it. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. He's saying, son, you know what? What's going on? We're celebrating your, 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 your brother here. He answering said, lo, these many years do I serve you. I neither transgress at any time your commandment. It sounds like that, that, that Pharisee and the publican when he says, Father, I thank you. I'm not like this publican. I pray, I give, I tithe. And I'm not like this publican. And the Bible says the publican smote his chest and said, Oh, and wouldn't even look up towards heaven. He said, Oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He said he went home justified rather than the first. Because he that exalts himself shall be abased. But he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. There's no room for pride. And so he, he, um, he said, you, you, um, you never gave me a, a fatty calf that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as your son was come, which has devoured his living with harlots, you've killed for him the fatty calf. And he said unto him, notice what the father tells him. Son, one day when you get to heaven, you'll have something too. <laughs> he says, son, you are ever with me and all that I have is thine. What's, what's the Lord God telling us? He's telling us today, son, you're with me and all that I have is thine. Amen. We have sonship privileges even now. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in, in Romans chapter 8, if God be for us, who can be against us? And the Bible says, who is he that condemns? It's God that justifies. Who's the, who's the one that's going <coughs> to bring an accusation? Not God. And the Bible says, how shall he not much more freely give us all things? Why? Because if he gave his best, what's, what's, what's it matter to him to pay a bill? If God gives Jesus... He'll give us the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If God gives Jesus, He'll take care of my rent. If God take, does that, he'll, he'll pay off my car. If He'll take care of and, and send Jesus, He'll pay the church off. Hallelujah. Why? Because Jesus is everything. His Son is everything. This is just something material. But that's just the, the sign of the church right there. The church is just like the elder brother. They're out there in the field, licking their wounds, crying about, you know, God, you never did anything for me. Not knowing that everything that God has is theirs. Everything is mine. Notice 1 John 4, 4. The Bible says, you are of God, little children. You know, I've, I personally have never... Um, Actually, I'm trying to think. I, I did see this when my mom passed away. I did see a family tree, but I've never really been real, real interested in, in doing my own study. That's a lot of work. And, um, you know, like they say, every family tree has its own fruits, nuts, and flakes. And so, uh, you know, I've just never done my, uh, every family has um, issues. So if you think that yours is perfect, then it's not. <laughs> I don't know if people like that. But see, I can boil my genealogy down to four words. You are of God. 
Thank God for the natural line. But, but the most important thing is you are of God. The Bible says, even when my mother and father forsake me, even when my mother forsakes me, then the Lord will take me up. Hallelujah. And the Bible says you are of God. So, so what's my genealogy? What's my, my background? I'm of God. The Bible says it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know, we, we think, now my granddad, he used to do this thing where he'd, hold your arm out. He would do like this. And just like that skin just tight and just burns and stuff. You know, we think we have to do that with God. Oh, God, we need the money. Oh, God, I need the healing. And we just have to, we, we twist his arm and just wear him down. I mean, that's my, my youngest son is like that. He'll wear you down. <laughs> He's consistent. And diligent. Why? So you will succumb. So you will, you will give in. You will just, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just the way that the enemy is. He'll just work on you and work on you and work on you. And then you just say, okay. You know, that's the way the devil is. He'll just, he'll work on society. And you, you know, you stand up for a belief. What's, what's the enemy going to do? He's going to challenge that. And then. Oh, it's not even worth it. Let's just, you know, let's just give in. Let's just give in. No, we're not going to give in. Because we have rights and privileges. Thank you, Lord. I want you to turn over to Galatians 3. We'll finish over there. You know, something it just hit me this morning at 5 o'clock as I was preparing some, some of this. I was at the table. Don't, don't be concerned in such a hurry to get out by 1210 because there might be something that the Lord says through us today that you'll need it at 10 after 2 on Tuesday afternoon and you won't hear it. Now, we're not going to go till 3 o'clock, but I'm just, we're finishing up. But I just want to say, you know, people get dressed, they come to church, and then they see how quick they can get back, go back home. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about here. I'm just saying church generally. We know that, that you guys are, you stick with it. Galatians 3 in verse 22. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. I heard someone explain this one time. It was really good. Um, you know, we don't, th- don't think of a schoolmaster as a like, you know, person that's teaching, but it was actually the one that brought the kids to school and the person that would, you know, just say like from a bus stop or something like that. So what, what was the law for? The law was never made to make us righteous or, or make us um, right with him. It was just to bring us to Christ. So what the law and the prophets, it was to bring us to Christ. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For you all are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 
There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So that means, I mean, every person, man, woman, boy, girl, has free access. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What does that mean? That means I'm going to inherit something. Notice what he says here. Keep reading. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Verse 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, you are no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Say, I'm an heir of God. How be it then, when you knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements wherein you desire again to be in bondage? So one of the big things that the Apostle Paul dealt with with the Galatians was these Gnostics that were coming in and these people saying that you have to keep the law and be circumcised. I mean, who would even answer an altar call like that? Okay, you have to return to circumcision. And you got some guy over there. He's got a blade over there. I mean, who would even answer that? But that's, that's what was happening. They were going back because that was such a big deal in the church. They were saying, no, you know, it's not just faith alone. You have to be circumcised as well. But, but Paul was saying, no. So Paul's saying, why are you returning again to the beggarly elements in desire to be in bondage? You observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid of you lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. What's he saying? All my preaching is, is in vain if you go back under the law. <clears throat> That's why he says in verse 26 of chapter 3, For you all are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So I just want to just read a couple verses here. The Bible says in, in Matthew 5, 5, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Jesus said that. Blessed are the meek, the humble, shall they, they shall inherit the earth. Psalm 25, verse 12 and 13. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. Proverbs 3.35 says, the wise man shall inherit glory, but um, I missed a word here. (laughs) Let's see what that is. Shame. Shame shall be the promotion of fools. So the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Matthew 25, 34 talks about those that would inherit the kingdom prepared for them. 
The Bible says in Hebrews 6.12, Through faith and patience we shall inherit the promises. How are we going to possess the promises of God that's clearly in the Bible? We're going to inherit them through faith and believing and having patience. Or in other words, endurance. The Bible talks in 1 Peter 3.9 about those that would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. His lips, they speak no guile. And he talks about that you should inherit a blessing. Do you want to inherit a blessing? Then, then Peter says, watch your words. Revelation 21.7 says this. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. Hallelujah. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. So if you're, if you're going against a lot of things today, then just be happy because that way you can be an overcomer. Amen. How can you be an overcomer if there's nothing to come over? Right. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.11 says this, In whom we have obtained an inheritance. We have obtained an inheritance. So every one of us has our own promised land. That promised land may be different from me. Everyone has their own promised land. But you had to possess it. Listen to what um, Hebrews 9.15 says. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. I have an eternal inheritance. And you know, I'm more concerned about that than I am just my natural inheritance. You know, the best thing you can give your kids is spiritual inheritance, not just natural. Thank God for the natural. <coughs> the Bible says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And so the thing we have to realize is that is now. I'm not going to need it when I get to heaven. Yeah. You know, bless, bless your kids now. Don't wait, till, don't wait till mom and dad dies and then they get blessed. Bless them now. I like what uh, Brother Lester Sumrall, he, he made this statement. I know some people wouldn't probably like it, but that's okay. He, uh, <laughs> Brother Sumrall said this. He said, don't think... You know, because, you know, sometimes people, they'll leave, they'll leave money in their will to the church and stuff. And uh, he said, don't think there's going to be any special reward in heaven for that. He said, all it means is it took death to pry it out of their hands. Of course, no, no one liked Brother Summerall to say that. He said, all it means is it took death to pry it out of their greedy hands. <laughs> and so... God wants us to enjoy things now and partake of our inheritance now. You know, the Bible talks in Mark chapter 10 about, remember that Peter, he said to the Lord, he said, Lord, we have left all and followed you. And they had. Jesus turned around and said, there's no man that hath left houses, lands, brothers, sisters, for my sake in the gospel." That he shall not receive 100-fold now in this time and in the world to come. 
People that say they don't believe in a hundredfold, I mean, what are they going to do with those verses? Jesus said now and this time. So there are certain things that, that we need to not put off in life. You know, I'm just going to put off my happiness. And, you know, these next 10 years, and we're just raising the kids, and we're just, well, raise the kids, but enjoy life too. Well, you know, when, 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 I, get, when I get retired, well, some people die when they retire. I mean, no, there's a lot of people, they, they retire and then they die. So the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So we have an inheritance now. What does that mean? That means my fellowship is restored. I have peace now. I have joy now. I have abundance now. I have the baptism in the Holy Spirit now. I'm filled and running over now. I have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I have the wisdom of God. I have his protection. I have the, the angels of God. You know, the Bible says that, that the, the face of their father, that, that, that talking about angels, it said that they behold the face of their, of, of their father. Well, just because you get old doesn't mean you lose your angel. Why would you? And some, some adults, they need their angels more than they ever did. <laughs> Hallelujah. But <clears throat> one more verse over in Hebrews chapter 2. Everyone say, I have an inheritance. But it's up to me to believe it and to walk in the light of it. Hebrews 2 says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. You know, you have to pay more attention to things. I was just reading a book um, just a good book about um, um, leadership and different things. But the, the author was writing, and he was talking about how as, as a gifted speaker, he, you can depend on that gift and not work at it. And he said if someone told him, you know, we need a 30-minute uh, speech in five minutes, he said, I could probably do it and do a good job. And people leave and say, but he said you can cheat your gift when you don't pour time into it. And so a lot of people do that. You know, they, 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 they neglect the things that God's given to them. And notice what he says here. We ought to give the more earnest heed to it. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Have you ever let a truth slip from you? He said, for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience receive a just recompense and reward... How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them? But I want you to notice what he does not say. He doesn't say, how shall we escape if we reject? You don't have to reject your salvation for it not to benefit you. All you have to do is not pay attention to it. All you have to do is neglect it. And if you neglect something, Brother Creflo Dollar had a book years ago called Lasciviousness, The Results of Neglect. What does that mean? Lasciviousness means lack of restraint. What would cause someone to have lack of restraint in their life? Neglect. 
You know, the Bible talks about the slothful, and it talks about how you look and you see the slothful, and it says that they had, um, they had weeds and, and things growing over something. Just like we were saying earlier, you can tell the old farmhouse it hasn't been lived in, and then it gets dilapidated. Well, that, that's a picture of the slothful when they're actually living in the house. <laughs> you know, and that, that's, those things grow over. Why? Because of neglect. Neglect. Just like Oral Roberts said, what is a weed? It's a place where there is no seed. Do you have weeds in your life right now? If you do and you don't like them, you need to pluck them up and plant some good seed there. I got some, I got some um, unforgiveness weeds coming up. Well, pluck it out and then put some love seeds there. And just put some, some love and tenderness and, and I'm going to walk in love. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I believe, though, that, that, that God, because this, this actually aggravates me as a, just as a believer. A lot of times you hear people and you hear people preach, and it's all about, well, God doesn't want you to have anything. He wants you to, your nose to the grindstone and, you know, just pray and, and come quickly, Lord Jesus. And we don't have much here. And we just, you know, some go through the fire, some go through the flood, and we all, all end up in the mud. You know, it's just just that Doris Day doctrine of, of whatever will be, will be. And, you know, the Lord just saves some and, and, and the others just do the best they can. Lord, help me to know what you, help me to know. You see these little prayers. Help me know what I can change and help me to know the difference. Sounds so nice and humble. Lord, help me know what I can change, what actually is fate, and then let me, help me to know the difference so I can accept it and just be real a good believer. The devil wrote that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I think you've had enough. You look like you're ready to go home. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand to your feet? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands. Father, we thank you today. Lord, for your presence, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord, that are extended towards us. We worship you, Lord. We magnify you today. Lord, we just thank you today for an inheritance. Oh, Lord, even as your word says, the word of God, which is able to build us up. Lord, we are so thankful for your word that even though there are even people today. Lord, we're not talking about even hearing our favorite message or our favorite sermon. People that have never heard the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't take that for granted. We don't take our salvation for granted. Lord, we thank you for your word today that's precious to us. Lord, your word is precious to us and it's able to build us up and to give us an inheritance among those that are sanctified. Lord, that we don't have to just barely go through life, but we can go through, Lord, thriving. You've not called us just to have faith for survival, but faith for revival. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you that we shall thrive in these days. Lord, I thank you for the church. I thank you, Lord, for your people in here. Lord, that they shall go to another level even this week. 
Lord, that even what the enemy has planned, that, Lord, his plans shall be frustrated even now. Lord, I thank you. You frustrate the plans of the wicked in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that just like the, the angels removed the, 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 the wheels off of Pharaoh's chariots, Lord, that the, the, the plans and the, and the schemes and machinations of the enemy shall be brought to naught even now, even this week in Jesus' name. Even that that's been planned against the river church, we come against it in Jesus' name. You foul devil of hell. That, that, that's come against this church, even operating through people, because we know that's how you operate. You foul demon. You take your hands off this church in Jesus' name. Be gone in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just thank you right now for provision that comes into this place. Lord, we will not limit you. And we thank you for the plan. Lord, the enemy has fought the plan, but Lord, he is defeated. He is defeated. And Lord, we're going to shout it from the housetops. We're going to shout it from the housetops. Hallelujah. So that every person can hear the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you that, that he would have wished that he would have quit a long time ago. Hallelujah. Because he's going to wear it, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that the Bible says that the cursed causeless shall not come. Lord, that, Lord, even if people would, would try to curse your people, Lord, they, they need to make it their own size because they're going to wear it. And it's going to boomerang back to them. Hallelujah. Let it be in Jesus' name. But Lord, I thank you that, that blessings will boomerang back to each person in this place. Blessings and increase. We thank you for it. We bless you. We worship you, Lord. We thank you for our inheritance. And we receive it now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just thank you for it. Lord, we thank you for, for the inheritance that's prepared for us. Lord, from before the foundation of the world, we thank you, Lord. We walk in the light of that today. We thank you, Lord, for the fullness of your spirit, for the fullness of your word. We love you, Father. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. 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 It's going to boomerang. It's going to come back. 